1: You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.
0: Hi and welcome to this bonus episode of Happier in Hollywood. I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Kraft. We're all going through a historic time, and let's be honest, it sucks. In future episodes of Happier in Hollywood, we'll talk about how COVID-19 is impacting our work and the work of everyone in Hollywood and around the world. But today, we're going
1: to talk about what it's like to be a parent during this time. Whether you're in Hollywood, New York, Kansas City, or anywhere else, you're likely spending a lot of time with your children. You might even suddenly be their teacher. Sarah, you and I are both at home with our kids. They are now remote learning. And it
0: is tough. It is a challenge, yes. And it's different in every different part of the country. In some places, there's um, shelter in place um, is in effect. Here, everyone is trying to socially isolate as much as possible and do as much um, social distancing as they can. I haven't. I don't think I've been anywhere in eight days, other than to hike with you. Yeah, and I went to the grocery store once, and you know, walks around the neighborhood. Um, but in other places of the country, still people are kind of out and about. But it feels like soon it's going to be like this other places.
1: Yes, and we should mention that we are we're recording this um, on Thursday, March nineteenth at eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time, because things change so quickly. That yes. literally a day from now, things could be radically different. So this is where we're at right now.
0: Yes. And I am recording um, sitting on my bedroom floor <laughs> uh-huh. and, and there might be dogs barking somewhere. There was a lawnmower a little
1: earlier. Yeah, And I'm in my office in Encino and Chuck is recording us from his studio in Toluca Lake And um, we are going in a moment to be talking to um, our special guest, Audrey Monkey. But Sarah, I think we're all struggling and overwhelmed, safe
0: to say? I think that is safe to say, for sure. So we thought it would be a really good time to talk to our good friend, one of our favorite parenting experts, Audrey Monkey. She's the owner and director of Gold Arrow, one of the top summer camps in the country. She's also the mom of five children ages 15 to 25. She and her husband Steve have been the owners and directors of Gold Arrow for over 30 years and it's there that she's researched and developed strategies for creating a fun supportive growth focused culture for children. Her book Happy Campers 9 Summer Camp Secrets for Raising Kids Who Become Thriving Adults is one of our favorite parenting books ever. On her podcast, Sunshine Parenting, she interviews youth development experts who share ideas about working with and raising kids who become thriving adults. In every episode, Audrey and her guests discuss concepts and strategies for communicating and connecting better with young people so that they get the support and encouragement they need to grow into their best selves. Audrey, welcome.
2: Thank you, Liz and Sarah. It's good to be with you virtually today. Yes, we need you more than ever now.
1: And Audrey, where are you? You're in Northern California.
2: I actually live in Clovis, California, right outside of Fresno. And we kind of live outside of town. So it's sort of, it's a very rural setting where I am. So we really are out here. Okay.
1: You have a little space at least then. That's good. It's a
2: lot of space. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, Audrey, we want to ask you about how to best deal with our kids in this crazy situation. Um, I will say I have no doubt your advice will be just as useful for for us adults as well, if not more so. I find whenever we talk to you that I apply your advice for kids to myself. So really, (laughs) this is for everyone, but really just about how we can all deal with our kids right now.
2: Well, I think, first of all, I think you're so right that so much of this is just more about us than our kids. Um, Mm -hmm. I really think that we all need to be really easy on ourselves right now um, Mm. and lower our expectations a lot. So what I think people need to remember is that even our kids, they're they are really grieving losses that maybe seem not as important to us, but not being able to play with friends um, for kids who had significant events coming up, it's really a big loss to know that your prom isn't going to happen or perhaps your graduation. And so I think as adults, sometimes we look at these things our kids are saying and we're like, oh my gosh, you're so selfish. You know, you don't realize we're in this huge crisis and you're just worried about, you know, your play date with your friend. But I think being there for our kids and just being honest with them that, you know, we too are having like low moments. So Mm -hmm. I kind of get back to like one thing that's really a simple thing that we can all do is just remembering, even if we're kind of doing things on our own a lot of the day, to at least connect at one point during the day with the people we're with and just sharing, you know, something that we're grateful for and something and our low or something that we're worried about, just to kind of open that space for us to talk with each other a little bit, at least every day.
1: I love that because I feel there's three of us in our house and I feel like we each sort of stake out our domain and we just stay there doing our own thing. (laughs) Um, Partly because they're, you know, I think people are getting crabby at times. So it's kind of easy to just isolate within the house. Um, But I think connecting obviously is the most important thing.
2: Well, I think you're right that we also do need our space. And I mean, it's very fortunate when we have homes where we can have that space. I feel for people who don't have that, you know, if they're in small apartments or places where they can't stake out. So that could be a point too of just maybe letting people have a little space. I actually moved out of my office because with my kids home, one of my sons likes working in there. And so I've recreated a new office for myself mm. in a different little spot that actually has a carpeted floor. So it's better for recording things anyway.
1: Mm. So
2: um, so I relocated. One of my sons has just used this big game table that we have. Um, And so I think having both things is important. I think we all need a little space to do our own thing. And then we also need maybe just at least a few times where we connect each day.
0: It's interesting because during this time, Violet's seven and a half, um, and this is the first time really that we have ever tried to have any kind of separation when we're at home together sort of for that reason, like, usually, we're just kind of all day together all the time. And I'm really trying to, like, right now, she's downstairs, I don't know exactly where she is or what she's doing. And that's very strange for me. It's a completely new thing. But it's good. I feel like it'll be a good skill as you know, we move on.
2: Well, I mean, definitely with young kids, you need to be with them and supervising them very young kids, especially. So I think, for that, it's also just, again, lowering the bar. Like you can be together, but you can both be reading a book or your own book or doing your own thing, or you can be working on your computer while your child is doing their schoolwork or coloring or doing something else. So that can be sort of like, you know, you think about little kids doing parallel play, you know, toddlers and things. They'll mm-hmm. sometimes be with each other doing things, but they're both kind of doing their own thing. So you can think about that if your kids are young and they do need supervision for safety reasons, mm-hmm. then you can sort of help them learn some independent play. So maybe gather some supplies, stickers and coloring stuff or whatever, so that they sort of have their things to do, kind of their work while you're doing yours. That's one idea. But it's interesting. I do think, you know, you're such a dedicated mom, Sarah. So you're thinking, (laughs) I need to be, keep this A game going like you Saturdays and Sundays used to be all the time. And I think you need to lower your expectations that it's not all going to be like that anymore.
0: Yes, I like that. That will help me a lot. (laughs) Yes, lower the bar. (laughs) Audrey, your name at camp is Sunshine. You're all about positivity. Um, In fact, you joined us on episode 123 to give us advice about how to be positive in the workplace. So how can we be positive during this, we're calling it a Corona apocalypse? Yes,
2: it's it's difficult. And we don't want to be glib or, you know, kind of. I think it is a really serious situation, but I do think that there's a place that we all need to kind of use our own gifts in this situation. And I think I was sharing with Liz before we started recording that... I have sort of decided that I'm going to follow all the guidelines and be wise and and do the isolation and all that, or not isolation, what's it called? Distancing, whatever I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm still going to do my part in continuing to encourage and share ideas for families because that's what I know how to do. I've sort of deferred the worrying um, to my husband because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's really good at that. So if you have someone, I mean, you may be that person in your family who's, you know, going to carry the worry. But I don't think we all need to be doing it, to be honest. Like, it doesn't really help our kids. If, you know, if you have two parents, you don't both need to be the ones following all the news and and keeping up with all the guidelines. One person can do that and share. Same with, like, friends. You can do the same thing. So that's part of it. Another great advice that I have heard now a few times is to just take in news once a day during this time. Um, I think we all found ourselves. It is, but I found myself so much more online when this was all starting. I don't know if you did too, where I'm doing so much scrolling and reading everything and watching old news about other pandemics and all this stuff. And I was kind of immersing myself in all of it. And I realized that it was not helpful to me and my well being. And if we're not feeling, you know, kind of centered and well, it's going to be really hard for our kids to feel that way.
0: Yes. I noticed that actually there was, sadly, I only accomplished that for part of one day, but in that period of time, I really was able to kind of change how I was feeling. So I'm going to do that more for sure.
1: And also I think as things stabilize in some sense more, that'll Uh be easier. I feel like there has been an announcement like every half an hour, but (laughs) now it feels like kind of okay, the schools are closed. You know, I mean, we're getting into, I don't know, some sort of state where it's going to be less announcements.
2: Yeah, once we're all kind of here at home and know that we're going to be here for a while, then maybe we can kind of move into a new normal for a little while. I agree that the last week has been so much going on that you kind of want to keep up with it. But even so, when you think about how we how we do all our things, whether it's checking our email or looking at news, Mm -hmm. we can choose to kind of limit ourselves even if it's three times a day at certain times. Mm -hmm. But I do think that we are, we are undermining our own well-being by feeling constantly inundated with negative news.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know what and, you could also do? This is something Liz, just heads yes. up. <laughs> I want to do this. Like pick someone to be your news person mm. and just take a day off. And mm. like, I'll tell you tomorrow, Liz, if anything happens that I need to know about, I will let, let me you know. know. Okay. And if it doesn't, then I like, don't even check the news. Like
2: give okay. yourself just a day, and yeah. day
0: off. Deal. I will do that for you. Oh, good. Thank you.
2: I, I think that is terrific. I will tell you that my work group, we're actually really doing a lot of things that have really helped me feel better this week. So one thing is we're having a daily 9am Google Hangout meeting with my work team. And we're just doing a quick touch base. You know, what are we working on today? What's going on? And then we also have a text chat that is so funny. And people are, you know, sharing videos of their kid crying over their cereal and like (laughs) all the chaos that's (laughs) happening. And so... It's more of a humorous thing, but it's really just making us feel like, okay, we're all in this together. So I think if you have a text buddy or a little group where you can share just the reality and give each other a laugh, I think that's really, really fun.
1: One thing I have noticed is that even though we're social distancing, in some ways I feel like my bonds are actually deepening with people because walls are down, people are sharing their vulnerabilities And so in some ways, I feel like I'm going to come out of this time with deeper friendships, even though I haven't actually been seeing people.
2: Well, definitely. I mean, I I agree. Even things like with, you know, grandparents, since we can't visit them, I've been, you know, intentionally doing FaceTimes with both grandparents and having the kids get on and say hi and even just something like that. Like I wouldn't be doing that every day normally, but now I feel compelled to just, you know what? I'm home, I have time, this is an important thing, so I'm gonna reach out to them. And I do think, wow, yes, you can stay connected. The virtual tools that we have, what a blessing. I mean, think about- the kids can stay
1: connected to their friends. Jack's been doing FaceTime playdates. dates.
2: Absolutely. Awesome. And you could even do things together. I mean, it's so funny. Last night we got a text, um, dinner party invitation, a virtual dinner party for Saturday Mm -hmm. evening with some friends. (laughs) And then somebody was sharing a picture of a, you know, a fireplace with two wine glasses, like a video that you can all be watching at the same time. Just silly. And then my husband who cooks, they were like, well, what, what's on the menu since you're our chef? Tell us what we're all cooking. And, you know, so I think that again, it's it's not taking it lightly but at the same time connecting and not just even though we're we're distancing we don't have to be isolated from each other
0: so it sounds like you and your friends are kind of all on the same page about this which is great but we wanted to ask you because not everybody is taking the same approach to this some people some parents are being more lax about social distancing and So we wanted to know, like, how do we help our kids deal with that when they know that some of their friends are going on playdates and we seem like the bad guys?
2: I think it's similar to how, as parents, they find us as the bad guys in other situations. So when you think about all the different things, like when kids want a phone when they're seven years old, or they, you know, think that their friends' parents are serving alcohol at a party, a high school party, or these things that, you know, other families or parents might be doing that you have chosen because of your values not to do. I think it's just an opportunity to talk to our kids and say, yeah, you know what? That's really hard. I'm sorry. It must be really hard to see that, you know other people are getting together and doing these things however i am wanting to be a good citizen and it's my values that i'm going to try to do our part however small in stopping the spread of this this virus so that's what we're choosing to do is to follow the guidelines that the cdc and other you know places are telling us and i'm really sorry that it's hard to see your friends not following that but I'm sticking to my values.
0: I'm going to write that down verbatim
2: (laughs) and then memorize it (laughs) because that was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) It's hard. And you know what? Like we're not in a popularity contest. We're not our kids' friends. And I think a lot of times people are like, oh no, they're going to be mad at me. They're going to be grouchy that I don't let them do fill in the blank. Well, guess what? That's That's life. And I think, you know, when we were kids, our parents told us things we couldn't do and we got grouchy about them. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the same thing. Now, that being said, we don't want to be just the grouchy parents. I think that one thing I, I was I did a little webinar yesterday. And one of the things I said is if you could just come up with one fun thing you're going to do each day so that there's something Mm -hmm. to look forward to. So whatever that might be, it could be that it's just like a game you're going to play in the driveway. It could be a card game. It could be a puzzle you're working on. It could be a TV series you're watching together. Whatever it is, I would try to, like, you don't have to put in all these things. There's so many resources now about, you know, you can do virtual tours of museums. You can do, there's work home workouts. There are about a million things being shared of things to do, but what if you just pick one that you Mm -hmm. and your kids can do together? That's fun. Um, Sarah, I know you do like weaving. Like, what if you just did that? That's a fun activity to do every day. So yes. I think if you are going to be the, you know, if you are sticking to the, you're, we're not going to be doing playdates. Hey, what can we do? What do you want to do that would be fun? Let's pick something every day. We can rotate it, whatever. Let's let's do something fun, and so that at least we all have something to look forward to, just in our homes.
1: So. It sounds like picking something fun to do every day um, is related to my next question, which is, I find as the days go on, I have less will to do anything. (laughs) At first, I really was, you know, wanting to bust out and do stuff. And now it's just tempting to stay in bed. I feel like inertia set in. Um, How do we keep our kids and ourselves moving forward, you know, in life when we're not going out?
2: Well, my best suggestion for that and something that I'm actually instigating starting today is just the kind of minimum what I need to do each day checklist. And I think this is good for both us and our kids. My 24-year-old daughter shared it with me yesterday, and that's where I got the idea. Also, another daughter of mine for her high school students gave them this great checklist that not just about their schoolwork, but about exercising, Doing something, connecting with a friend, doing some kind of kind of quiet time, whatever. But I just think a very simple checklist of very doable things, like for example, just making your bed mm-hmm. is kind of makes you feel rewarded. You know, like okay, yeah. I feel like I've started my day. So even if just getting out of bed, making your bed could be on the list. Um, I think honestly, some exercise, and if you can do it outside awesome. If not just something of, you know, an online workout, whatever. So I think put these minimum things so that even if you're feeling inertia, you think to yourself, well, I have my checklist. I need to, you know, whatever it might be reading, drinking a glass of water, (laughs) making my Mm -hmm. bed, make it super doable. So like the exercise component can just say, you know, 10 minutes or whatever you want to say. But I think, You want to you're just gonna feel worse if you just let the inertia set. So make Mm -hmm. just make a realistic list and include something fun on there. Like I have I've been taking guitar lessons and I've been trying to play for like 30 years and I'm not very good because I don't practice, but now I'm gonna add just you know, five minutes of guitar mm. practice to my little checklist. And then you can at least feel like a sense of accomplishment, like I've done my things. And I think if we do this, we can ask our kids to do the same thing because we're all doing it together. They can pick their own list. Maybe that can be an activity you do is come up with what's their list for the day and what's yours. And then just check things off and you're at least doing something.
1: Great idea.
2: Yes. And then, Audrey, how can we help our kids deal with their
0: fears during this time? We're all obviously as parents trying to kind of shield them from as much as we can, but their whole world has changed very rapidly.
2: How do we just help them process like the fearful feelings that they have? Well, first, I do think that as much as possible, don't don't intake your own news with the kids around, especially young kids, let them not have to hear, you know, the charts and the graphs and all the dire things. um, That's one thing, just keep them from the news. And I think just the sharing time and talking, we kind of started with that at the beginning, just How are you doing? And then when they do express things, really um, empathize with them. Like, yeah, it does feel really weird right now. You know, it is scary. It's very uncertain. We're all kind of feeling that. And I'm here for you and we're here and we're together. And let's, let's plan something fun for today. So focusing more on what can we do right now to help Mm -hmm. us all feel better instead of just all these, well, what's going to happen next week? When is school going back? What's happening? I think. The more we think about these things and talk to our kids about these things, the you know it's we want to answer their questions, but we don't need to share more than what they're asking, right. No, it's
0: interesting because I have found that this experience ultimately is really about
2: living in the moment.
1: Mm, it sure is, yeah
2: for sure i I picked my word for the year, presence, and wow. Mm. You had no idea
1: how necessary. Yeah, it would be. mine <laughs> yes. is lighter yes. because I wanted to handle situations in a lighter fashion, which is also applicable. Um, yeah. Applicable to yes, yeah,
2: for sure. Oh my gosh! So I find isn't it interesting? Things like you guys have your hikes. How awesome are those right now? Yes.
0: Yeah. We we stay six feet apart. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <gasps> yeah, but it's uh, awesome. It really is just to be outside.
1: Yeah, our hikes for now we we feel like we're it's still okay to go out on a hike that may change, but for now it's a lifesaver. Okay, so Audrey, tell everybody where they can find you. I know you're um y- you know you're offering suggestions and ways to get through this.
2: Yes, probably the easiest place to find whatever is going on is at my website, which is sunshine-parenting.com. I also have a bunch of fun little mini interviews that I'm going to be live streaming on my Facebook page, which is also Sunshine Parenting, because I have so many wonderful like camp professionals and other parenting experts who I'm connected with through my podcast, and they have so many great, fun ideas. And so I'm going to be bringing them on for little mini interviews over the next few weeks to just share their ideas and, and kind of, it's not, it's not going to be medical information. It's just going to be like, Hey, what can we do to have a little more fun, work through this together, provide some community for, for each other.
1: That's great. We all need that right now. Yes, we do. Um, and speaking of community, Sarah and I want to remind everybody that we have a Facebook group, and there it's a great, positive, practical place, I'm finding, to get through this time. Um, yes. So you can just search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join our Facebook group. And then also, um, Gretchen Rubin, my sister and I, uh, co hosts of Happier with Gretchen Rubin, we are doing Insta Live every day. Um, and again, offering suggestions and tips and just a place to connect. So that's 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Follow Gretchen at Gretchen Rubin to do that. And I'm at Liz Craft and Sarah's at S. Fain. So we're just all trying to connect.
0: Yes. And Audrey, thank you so much for
2: bringing your sunshine to our day today.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you,
2: Audrey. You're welcome. I love being with you. Anytime you want to chat, I'm here. Thank you. Have a great day.